All right. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast into the week of May 14th, the sixth Sunday in Easter. And we are continuing right along in the Gospel of John, chapter 14, starting in verse 15. If you love me, you will guard my commandments. And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another helper to be with you forever. She is the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive, because the world neither sees her nor knows her. You know her because she abides with you, and she will be in you. I will not leave you orphaned. I am coming back. In just a little while, the world will no longer see me, but you are going to see me because I am alive, and you're about to come alive. At that moment, you will know absolutely that I am in the Father, you are in me, and I am in you. The person who knows my commandments and keeps them, that's who loves me. And the person who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I will love them and make myself plain to them. The word of the Lord. All right. Well, we are continuing our conversation in John chapter 14. Obviously, thank you, uh, Kelly, last week for uh, really getting at the heart of this mystical saying of Jesus that I am the way, the truth, and the life that is often uh, really misunderstood and um, misused and abused. Uh, throughout much of conventional Christianity. And I want to talk about it, continuing in this theme about how uh, this mystical understanding of Christianity can be uh, a real antidote for modern life. I want to talk a little bit about how I almost get hit by a car every single day. And yeah, we'll see where the conversation goes. And as always, we'll continue the conversation at Mission Hills on Sunday. But let's start by examining this really interesting uh, text. You've probably all heard at some point or another uh, this uh, Christian cliche that being a Christian is uh, not about religion, but about relationship. And uh, I think it's funny to think about this quote, especially in relationship to uh, the Gospel of John, which, as Kelly pointed out last week, is written by an anonymous author, author and is writing about a Christ uh, towards the end of the first century who um, is speaking not about religion or relationship, but reality, really like ultimate reality. And this is what makes uh, John's gospel endlessly fascinating and a true um, mysterious and, and mystical text as far as I'm concerned. And one way John's gospel does this is through the I am statements. As many of you know, there are seven I am statements in the gospel of John. I am the bread of life. Uh, Jesus says, I'm the light of the world. I am the gate of the sheep, I am the good shepherd, I am the resurrection and the life, and of course, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And then later on, he says, I am the vine. And in these statements, uh, Jesus is, is speaking about um, the mystic, about mystical Christianity, you could say that, um, about the uh, non-dual nature of reality, ultimate reality, which uh, some people call uh, unit of awareness or mystical consciousness. Uh, but Jesus is expressing this concept here uh, in this little bit that we read um, in the idea of abiding love in the person of the spirit or the helper. I was reading this week and I came across uh, a little reading from Dr. Angela in Parker, who wrote the translation that I read of the first few verses. Um, and she reminds us that in the Greek they're, um, the pronouns referencing the spirit are non-binary and would be more accurately translated as it. Uh, of course, it in English does not capture the dynamic nature of this person, so translators 
typically offer male pronouns, uh, calling the spirit he. In following uh, the example of queer scholars, we say she, and just like she wrote this uh, text, I think beautifully, uh, writes she for the spirit, like we do during communion. It, and it's a way of acknowledging uh, God beyond gender and God fully uh, embedded and present in gendered and non-binary experiences. And I think by doing this, uh, we more accurately uh, reflect in our true to uh, the scripture and the text and are more true to the heart of love, which, is, which Jesus is pointing us uh, to in this particular teaching and uh, is always pointing us to. So I, found, I find that it's, uh, it's really complicated to talk about uh, a text like this and the mystical Jesus because uh, most of conventional Christianity has lost uh, the radicality of this teaching, and it's hard to kind of like work through a lot of that. And the radicality of this teaching in particular, uh, Jesus is not pointing to himself, as many churches teach. That's kind of, I think, the directional focus, like I am the way, the truth, and the life, um, as if some Jesus had some kind of like massive ego trip. Uh, but Jesus is pointing out the non-dual nature of reality itself. Uh, this is what he means by uh, the way, the truth, the life. And what he's uh, describing in unique ways through these uh, I am statements. So when I say non-dual reality, what I mean is uh, unity with God, uh, the awareness that there is nothing else than God experiencing God's self, which is why he says here, uh, perhaps he says here, I, I will not abandon you because in unity with God, there's nowhere to go. Uh, St. Paul said it like, uh, Christ lives in me, or uh, to live is Christ, to die is gain, right? There's all these ways of expressing this, this mystical understanding. Uh, Meister Eckhart said it like, um, God God's being is my life. God's being is my life. So, so here Jesus is talking to the disciples, and he's continuing this, uh, I am the way, the truth, and the life teaching uh, by saying that the Spirit, she will be with you and in you through, through this idea and this experience of abiding love. Um, he says, you know her because she lives in you. And I think it's important to, to make the distinction that this is, uh, this is not a statement about uh, being moralistic or uh, joining a religion or, or having certain thoughts about uh, Jesus's identity, but rather Jesus is telling them something about what is true about life itself, about being itself. Uh, this is not uh, worship me and sing songs with my name in them. Uh, this is like when he says, uh, I'm going to be gone, it's, it's something like uh, when I'm gone physically, it's okay because I'm not, I'm not really gone because uh, God's love, God's love, she already abides in you. Um, and then he goes on and he says that line, uh, I am in the Father, you are in me, and I am in you. 
She, she abides in you. I am in the Father, you are in me, and I am in you. And Christian mystics have, um, so, so a statement like that is really, that's really difficult to understand, but it's really complicated without a, um, with, with a dualistic framework, with a, um, without having the sort of uh, non-dual perspective. And, you know, Christian mystics have pointed out that, uh, you know, what Jesus is saying here is something like, while you are not God, you are also not other than God either. So in this uh, experience of unitive awareness, what he is, is calling uh, the way, uh, what he is pointing to uh, reality, uh, what he knows and experiences as unity with God, he's saying this is a non-dual experience, is the very expression of love which is already abiding in you. So when Jesus tells them, uh, guard my commandments, uh, keep my commandments, uh, he's, we, we already know this is, this is only to, to love God and to love your neighbor as yourself. So uh, unitive awareness is, I think, helpful in this respect because uh, there can be, there's no longer a consciousness of uh, oppression or division or or violence, domination. Uh, what we often talk about as empire, uh, the qualities of empire, um, because in the sort of uh, unity with God, uh, we are our neighbor, and our neighbor is us. Uh, there, there is no separation, and in separation, there is no separation, and in no separation, there is. There is mutuality. There is unity. Uh, this is why when he says, uh, love your enemy, this is an extension of, of the law into sort of a non-dual awareness because uh, while I'm not my enemy, I'm not other than my enemy. And in seeing that, love makes herself known uh, in things like forgiveness, tenderness, grace, um, because all that we can do for ourselves and others uh, is forgive. And not because of the kind of moralistic, uh, shame-ridden, guilt-ridden, we're bad way, uh, but because we need it. And this is why I think Jesus is intimately connected to to the hurting, to the poor, to the broken, to the oppressed, who need healing, who need it. Um, these are simply places where where love gro- where where love goes. This is uh, grace beyond the simplistic, moralistic understanding uh, that uh, to follow Jesus is some kind of uh, muscular Christianity or sin management uh, that we see in traditional religion and has particular moral boundaries. But following the way um, simply means knowing the spirit of love, being connected to, uh, to the vine, as Jesus would say, uh, since we are already expressions of cosmic love in God, which we recognize as a flowing current moving us uh, toward one another and toward ourselves, uh, not needing to create, manufacture love as if we could manifest like elements of matter. Uh, so I almost get hit by a car every day. When I go out and run in our neighborhood, I'll usually come across about 10 cars an hour that run stop signs. Most people are looking at their phones or driving way too fast wherever they're going. And they're not paying attention or looking for a dude with long hair. 
And I get a mixture of emotions because I, partially it fills me with rage. Uh, but I also kind of get this strange sadness that this is um, the state of being that so many people uh, find themselves in, uh, that our world today places so many demands on us that it's becoming increasingly difficult to exist or to be, uh, much less hear what Jesus uh, is talking about in this particular text about the non-dual nature of reality being love that already exists within us. Uh, that's just not our, <laughs> that's just not our consciousness today. And I think it's the conditions of society make this incredibly difficult to to see and to experience. Everything is utilitarian. Uh, we are to be producers of work and worth. And in our free time, we produce content for Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. With more technology, there are more demands and there are more expectations. And I, I think it's hard to recapture uh, a sense of wonder, awe, and love at simply being here. Uh, when we've been conditioned to uh, produce and create uh, since we were kids, and we're told that uh, this is what we do until we get to retirement, from which point then we are uh, allowed to finally be. You know, you paid your dues, hit retirement, now you, now you get to be. And uh, when Jesus is is referencing in this particular text the, the world, uh, it's not referencing um, a non-religious perspective or other religions. Uh, the word is just translated cosmos in Greek. Um, but it is something like um, how difficult it is to see or know her spirit, the spirit of love, um, that Jesus is acknowledging uh, the reality that this this non-dual path, this way of love, this way of forgiveness, of recognizing God and in everyone and ourselves in our enemy, uh, in that moving in this way, going through the gate, uh, recognizing this truth, um, being connected to the vine, um, eating the bread of life, um, whichever I am statement, uh, you want to kind of to to sort of mine this this meaning of of life, of being, of truth. Uh, there is a recognition that this is d difficult or that this, um, that this life within the uh, experience of God is not seen by everyone. And I kind of want to be clear, I guess it's not a statement, it's not a statement of religious identification or, or moral failure, but it is, um, it is a statement about a way of being. Uh, we talked a few weeks ago about uh, Jesus saying, um, I have come to live, uh, that they might live life to the full. Um, and he's speaking here, again, of, of being itself, the sort of okayness and not being okay, that uh, all will be well, uh, and all shall be well, and all manner of things shall be well. Um, and Christians have been expressing uh, this unitive awareness, this oneness with God in so many different ways for thousands of years. And uh, as, we, as we sort of wrap up these thoughts, like, this is why one of the ways that we say at Mission Hills that we can uh, radically love ourselves in the world today is to uh, heal by resting, uh, that it requires us 
um, stopping to, to really listen to the spirit of love as she calls us to simply return to being. And in being us, we can return to uh, everyone else and to God with more tenderness uh, to heal what is hurting, not only in our hearts, but in a world that is, is full of division and, and violence. And um, we sort of recognize that this, uh, this mystical experience, that this, um, without having, uh, you know, I'm not, I'm not talking about having any kind of like uh, you know, numinous um, spiritual experience or anything like that. Um, I'm just talking about the, the unit of awareness, oneness with God, uh, that we recognize that God is here because God, God can be nowhere else. And at Mission Hills, uh, to that we always say, uh, yes, she is. So in that spirit, uh, I hope to uh, continue the conversation on Sunday. And as always, as we approach this week, may we love God, embrace beauty, and live life to the fullest. Be well. <laughs>